There we go. We're good. Dino, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing, man? How we doing? Good, good. Good. Is that a uh, Led Zeppelin poster in the back there? Yes, it is. Got my Led Zeppelin hanging out. Back Look at there. that. I'm I'm creeping this house. It's terrible. Mitch, you're just a creepy old man. Like <laughs> that was just weird. I know. I'm creeping the house. Is that a is that a Led Zeppelin poster on your wall? <laughs> All right. Weirdo. Okay. That's good. Cool. Let's get right into it. So Red Voodoo bring- dropping their brand new song and new album coming out very soon as well. So bring it back as the title track. You guys released a music video today. Uh yes. very exciting. Very exciting. I was listening to the song. I tweeted out the video. It's pretty bitching, cool. man. Good stuff. Good rock and roll. You can't go wrong. Yeah, man. Thanks, brother. You know, that was really the first song we wrote as a band and uh, kind of the mission statement of uh, what we we're trying to do. Bring it back. So so what are you trying to do? That's it? You're just trying to bring back bring back rock? You know, to my, to my generation, I would say, yeah, you know, it's really not in the limelight anymore. And right. I think that's, you know, really what's got to happen is rock and roll to come back for, you know, my generation. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like, it's you weird. Know, like you're 18 and I'm 26. Oh, and I was there goes the, the the audio. Can you hear me? Yeah, but it was it was yeah, doubling. Yeah. He was doubling for some reason. Oh, I think I, I think he has this on speaker. That's what it is. Oh. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm 26. And, you know, when I was in high school, everybody was listening to, you know, house music and Tayo Cruz and Jason Derulo and Bruno Mars and all that stuff or, or Swedish house mafia. And I was like the <laughs> rock kid that, you know wanted to play Van Halen and Motley Crue and Def Leppard. Yes. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's a, you and I have a lot more in common than uh, probably know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. What, uh, what kind of bands were you into, you know, going through high school? So, I mean, like, I guess you graduated now, like you're out of high school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I graduated and, uh, but uh, you know, man, probably Van Halen, you know, Sammy Hagar, of course, Y&T, Led Zeppelin. Hold on a second. Let's talk about the Van Halen thing because your your guitarist Dave in there. He yeah, he's, he's doing the doing the whole hammer on technique into the Bring It Back song. Talk talk to me about that and getting that Van Halen influence in there. Getting that that those those Eddie kind of moments in there. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, you know, when Red Voodoo first formed. Um, we were a Van Halen tribute band, cover band, uh, play all over, you know, Northern California. Right. Hold on. Sammy cover or Dave cover? Both. All right. We did both. Mitch, hold on a second. Mitch, why do you have to politicize it right away? (laughs) I just, I I just got to, which, uh, which was the hardest to sing the Dave stuff or the, uh, or the Sammy stuff? Oh, Sammy stuff. Cause Sam could actually sing. (laughs) See, (laughs) there you go. Yep. beautiful that's the way yep. to do it but, so, but we had to do both to please both people because people will walk up and go man why don't you do the dave stuff but for an answer i prefer the sammy hagar stuff right <laughs> sure. yeah See? and also you know you also got the bonus track you guys are doing uh rock and roll weekend which yeah is yeah cool. man so really cool it was uh it was great to get sammy hagar's blessing as well um you know to do rock and roll weekend we wanted to do it justice so um i think you guys will like it a lot but anyways, back to the back to the. Hold on a second. Did Sammy hear it and was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great"? Or, uh, I believe yes. Sammy has heard it. Sammy has heard it. Yeah. Cool. Now we're talking. All right. So get let's get back to the uh, to the to the Van Halen stuff. Yeah. To so the Van Halen stuff. Yeah, man. So you know, Van Halen always been a big influence in Red Voodoo, and uh, you know, the first time I met Dave and Loyler, um, you know, I asked him, "Hey, could you play any guitar?" And the first thing he played for me was Eruption. That was the very first thing he played. And, and you know, right from then, we kind of had this connection. My hero was Sammy Hagar. His hero was Eddie Van Halen. And uh, we just kind of took those influences and ran with it. 
what a show off. First thing he plays is eruption. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, man. So how no, do you, you guys... Yeah, I was on. just going to say, but that's when you look at him and say, no, but seriously, can you play smoke on the water? Like, you know, eruption, <laughs> like, you know, get over it. Yeah. Can you play heartbreaker? You know, and like, <laughs> right, right. So how do you guys go from, you know, getting this band together and then working with Frank Hannon and, you know, producing, a, you know, a, a, an album of original tunes? Well, man, you know, uh, <laughs> funny thing, dude, I actually messaged Frank in class in high school and I just asked him. Hey man, uh, my, my band's trying to get to the next level. You're kind of like the guitar god in Sacramento, and um, I just want here to check out check out our stuff. And uh, I guess he heard of the band and uh, heard of myself from you know through the grapevine in Sacramento, mm -hmm. and um, he said you know call me on. This was a Friday when I contacted him. He said call me on Monday, so I, I called him on Monday, and uh, you know the first thing he asked me was do you want to be a rock star? That was the first thing he asked me, man, and I was just like. I really talking to Frank Hannon right now. Is this really happening? <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we started talking back and forth and he invited me um, to come play a local show with him uh, with the Frank Hannon band. And I got to sing uh, Getting Better. So, you know, just kind of one thing led to another. And then I showed him, you know, Rise Up. And he really did that. And, you know, that's when he really started to produce the band. But let me ask you this, you know, how does a kid that's in high school in, you know, like 2018, 2019 right. know who Frank Hannon of Tesla is? Like, how do well, you cover this music? Well, I think, you know, I probably have to thank, you know, my parents, my, my dad, first of all, uh, he was in bands back in the 80s, 30 years ago. And uh, how I discovered Frank was um, Frank actually produced my dad's band 30 years ago for only two days. Huh. So kind of my dad's claim to fame was, you know, for two days, Frank came in, produced his band and, you know, probably went on tour or something, but. <laughs> what was the name of your dad's band? Because uh, have we heard of them? Oh no, they were they were just some they were just some local band. <laughs> no, uh, local Sacramento Sacramento band called Treason. <laughs> Treason. Uh, wow. But when when Frank uh, met my dad again and met me, you know, he didn't even remember. He thought my dad was the drummer when he was the bass player. So. It is kind of chosen. Wow, that's the two people that you don't really get to know. He's like the bass player and the drummer. Yeah, it's the drummer. It's the bass. Who cares? It's the singer and the guitar player. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's who we care about. <laughs> that's funny. Was it? Was there a little bit of jealousy from your dad? Like, fuck, you know, I, I was produced by this guy. I could have been big. Now my son has got the chance. Was no, it no, they, there or no, man. He is super supportive, and it's just kind of like you know he's living uh like carelessly through me. So um, yeah, no, you know, I'm the most supportive parents in the world. So. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. So what does Frank bring to the table in the sense that, listen, he is from, from back then. Right. What can he bring to the sound? Are you trying to capture a sort of a sound from back then? Or does he have sort of new ideas that go, okay, I know how this game works. How, how does he fit into the whole picture? You know, uh, you know, first and foremost, he's our producer, you know, especially when we wrote this album. You know, like you said, he has all this experience that he that he you know shares his wisdom to us when we you know come with writing up songs and uh he really knows of course how to write a song and that's what he's you know taught us but you know as far as a, a sound yeah you know we're trying to get more of a vintage sound from back in the day you know we're trying to get with the dirty honey Greta van fleet you know wolfie van halen that kind of crowd yeah uh, yeah just, but you got a better publicist <laughs> very yeah no no just true no of course, Jody's great. <laughs> Jody's awesome, man.
Yeah, she's, awesome. she's absolutely fantastic. You got she's the best right. publicist she's in the business done. right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, and then I also want to ask you in terms of being a singer, because you obviously you could have been the guitar player, you could have been the drummer. Uh, right. How did you find your voice? I mean, are you one of these that you were singing in church when you were five or you were sitting at the pool party and impressing your mom and going, hey, look at my kids sing. Watch this. You're like how where did you discover your voice? So, you know, I haven't been singing for, for you know, I, I started on piano and went to guitar and then played drums for a little bit. You know, I've only been singing. And then for you realized years. those were hard. So you went to singing, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, sh- you know? Shit's hard, bro. Shit's hard. <laughs> I just said easier. You know, so uh, I've only been singing for about two years. And uh, my dad took me to my first concert, which was Sammy Hagar in the Circle in South Lake Tahoe. Mm. And uh Ever since Damn good first concert right there. I'm representing the Sammy. I just got this today. Look at that. Oh, yeah. The lockdown session. Nice. Show, it's, it literally showed up in the mail five minutes before we got on. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of representing. Like- ah, there you go. But yeah, man, that was uh, my dad took me to my first show, Sammy Hagar. And ever since then, you know, I don't really have the courage or I never really tried singing until I started singing 5150 and 0812 in the shower every morning and mm-hmm. started holding up my chops. And, uh, yeah, man. So I'm just kind of, I've never had lessons, never, you know, went to no choirs or got singing lessons. It's just kind of, you know, I guess something you feel, I guess. Yeah, Mitch, yeah. it's a rock and roll. He's not a church rock singer. And roll, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, a lot of them, especially the older generation, they're all like, oh, my mom had me singing on church on Sundays. And then I thought <laughs> I want to be a rebel and I'm going to be a rock and roll star and prove to her. So I, I don't know. I don't know. How do you start to be a rock and roll singer in 2021? I mean, I don't know. Is it the same path as it yeah, before? Like, you know, how did you find your bandmates and how did this band get started? Did you post on Facebook? Drummer, bass player, oh, once? No, no. no. Dude, I saw my, Old I, people I, I, post on Facebook. He was on TikTok. <laughs> no, I don't even have TikTok. <laughs> I don't even have TikTok. Hell no. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, dude, it's not even, it's not your, uh, you know, cookie cutter story of how we got together. Um, you know, after I went to that Sammy Hagar show, want to be a singer. Um, next thing I know, I want to look for a band, right? And and it's really hard to find young guys who like rock and roll. Like I said, you know, what they listen to, uh, you know, kids our age, you know, when you're in high school yeah. too. Right. Everybody wanted to be a everybody wanted to be a DJ that I Yeah, they want, you know, put their headphones on, all that shit. Yeah. But uh, you know, I went to a Y and T show in Sacramento, and that's when I met Nick Peasley, the drummer. And that's when we started talking about forming, you know, this tribute cover band or whatever. Mm. And uh you know, he went through one guitar player, you know, he was committed to a choir or something. I don't know. And then uh, we got David, who Nick knew from like, I don't know, five years ago and uh, said, hey, man, I know this killer guitar player. And uh, we got him. And, and we and none of us went to the same school, man. None of us went to the same school. And then we, you know, tried to find a bass player. And the bass players are the hardest ones to find. They are the hardest ones to find. I'll yeah, tell you. They you usually work in a day job. Yeah. Huh? What's that? <laughs> They're usually working a day job. They, they don't have time to hang around. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyways, we found Andrew Edwards on um, Craigslist. He was an ad for a guitar player, and we kind of morphed him into a bass player, but he's a phenomenal bass player. Wow. And uh, Frank kind of helped out with that. But it's not really, you know, cookie-cutter story of, you know, we were all in high school, and, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know. Trying to get chicks, and, you know, we were sort of the band. <laughs> right, right, man, yeah. And, and uh, you know, if you're if you're, just, if you're trying to get a rock band going, just try and get some chicks. Like you know, they're probably into the rappers anyway. So oh yeah, oh they're all in the rappers. Do it for the music. <laughs> Let me ask you this then: 
what do you think is going to be the, the, the hardest challenge in getting noticed and getting played? Because yes, we can just throw a video up on YouTube and yes, you can talk to us. And, but how do you sort of get to that next level? I mean, Frank is definitely going to open doors. He knows management, he knows promoters. He, but what's sort of like the game plan you give yourself two years, three years, how, how do you sort of get noticed with this kind of music? You know, I think it's all about like what you said, you know, great publicists and it's really, you know, you can only do so much. And uh, it, it's really about, of course, new ways. I think social media is a big thing. And, you know, one thing I've seen, of course, Wolfie Van Halen do so well is he's really good with his social media. The Foo Fighters as well, you know. Yeah. Foo Fighters are doing things with iHeartRadio and just, you know, it, yeah. it's modern. And, that, and that's kind of the goal that we want to go with too. Bring the, right. have that vintage sound, but, you know, in the, in the modern era. So, you know, I don't think I really have a straightforward answer because, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out and, and see what works yeah. and not works and uh, just kind of look to our role models and see what, what they've done. Yeah, and take the advice from them to say, you know, it, and you look at what everybody else is doing. Like you said, you know, you look at Wolf Van Halen. He's great on the socials, interacting with everybody constantly, whether he's busting balls or he's posting, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, exactly. and you look at the Foo Fighters, you know, they don't really need the promotion anymore but they're still out there doing the grassroots thing of going to the radio stations and you know yep. the zooms and doing the interviews and you know there's a lot of rock stars that think they don't need to do that stuff but in reality that's really what makes or breaks you you know right. the connection exactly. to the fans the, the artists don't necessarily understand you know just hopping on a zoom with somebody like me or mitch what that means to the fans because that uh -huh. really is a better a deeper connection to them you know it makes them yeah, it, exactly. it actually is better visually than than the podcast because I guarantee the numbers of people that are going to watch this as opposed to who are just going to listen is easily double or triple, yeah. you right. know, because people want to see sexy it. As a visual aid. Yeah. It does look at that. And I even got the name there. It's, it's so very exciting. <laughs> it helps that we're very um, Let me just quickly ask you about the Tesla connection, because I guess the, the easy thing is they go on tour, you're the opening band. So but eventually you're, you are going to be marketing yourself to that older audience who may or may not and probably will not. So do you have to make an effort to not be too, too connected to the Tesla thing and say, no, we're our own band. We're a young band. We're going to go play the 18 year old crowds. We're not going to be the opener on, you know, where it's all 50 year olds. Right. How, That's how carefully. Uh, you know, I think I think what we want to do is have have a good mix, you know, like, like of course, I've seen good and have a good mix of audience, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I would say, of course, the Tesla connection is going to help and it's going to be great, but you're right, you know, to actually branch out and find our own audience. And uh, you have to, I think our age will, I honestly will attract people our age. I'm not our age, but you know, my age group, because, you know, no, we listen, are, we're, we're three very different age groups. You're 18. He's 26. I'm, I'm over 50. So we, we've definitely covered the, yeah. the panoply here. We're the, the whole, <laughs> right. the whole canvas. Well, Dino, yeah. let me ask you this. You know, what do your friends think of the band and the music? They totally support it. You know, they think they think it's really cool and they like it. And, you know, some of them, I think as I've seen, you know, being in high school and stuff and have the same, you know, uh, uh, circle of friends mm -hmm. is that, you know, as you grow older, I think your, your taste in music matures, you know, because I could see there's start not listening to, you know, all the rap artists and all the, you know, crap that's on the radio today and actually more listening to, you know, Fleetwood Mac, you know, starting slowly getting into some. But do yeah. you need to incorporate some of that? I mean, do you need to get some loops and st I mean, do you need to sort of, you know, pop it up a bit or, or, you know, make it a little bit more bouncy for the lack of a better word? Yeah. You know, I mean, there are, there are uh, 
on the album there is there is probably probably it's going to be the most popular track there's more of it's not it's a rock pop track you know probably the best way i could describe it like why can't this be love oh cool kind of, kind of track kind of deal that kind of vibe and yeah i think i think that would help of course with um you know my my audience you know the my people right. my age yeah right yeah, it's, right. it's, I mean, it's got to have a little bit of a dancey feel to it. So exactly. it's not, you know, not, not to be a dance track, but it's got to be a little bit more yeah, exactly. uplifting. Get a groove yeah. going, you know, everything. Yeah, exactly. Be, everything just can't be depressing and, you know, down tempo and, no. you know, I'll tell you, you know, Red oh. Voodoo, you know, we're, we're a live, if you really go to it, we're like a live band, you know, I mean, I wish that we could play shows right now because we jump around and it's all positive and fun and, you know, partying yeah. Stage and that's really what it's all about and uh you know that's i think one thing that you know the newer bands right now greta dirty struts whatever um that you know <laughs> i don't see them really having they have fun but you know they're more more serious we're, we're more fun and just kind of having a good time you yeah. know well the so. struts were one of the last concerts i saw before the lockdown and like pfft. Man, those guys just go out on all cylinders and just kill yeah. it live. You know, so much energy. And and there's a difference between, you know, people that are on stage and act pretentious and they think that their music is the greatest ever. They just go out on stage and act like they're having the time of their lives. Yeah. Like, and then, it, yeah. You know? And that and that feeling resonates to the crowd because if they see exactly. everyone That's doing it, you know, they're all into it, fully invested. So. No, for sure. For sure. That's awesome, man. So when is this album going to be coming out? It says spring 2021. So we're we looking at, you know, May, we're looking at April. We're, we're looking at spring, man. I mean, the, the main thing is that we want to, you know, go out and support the album. That's the main thing. So we're giving ourselves right. a huge window so we can go out and play. But, you know, yeah, I think we're going to be releasing some singles up until that spring release. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it gives us time to get all of our ducks in a row for sure. Right. Yeah. It gives you time to rehearse really, you know, right oh, yeah. the album to top to finish and because the album's you know the album's completely done we're just waiting for a good time to release it have the art all done we're now, writing songs After more importantly it, yeah uh, are are my name and jeremy's name gonna be in the thank yous i'm just asking of course man of course you know you're the you're the you two are the, you know you're the only one that brought it up so <laughs> <laughs> i, I want to get my cd and have my name in there thanks jeremy just, just making yeah. sure it's, just, it's important yeah yeah yeah. No. Just just so, screenshot this. Our names are well spelt here. You'll have it for later. Yeah. For reference. <laughs> how many how many interviews have you done so far to promote this? Are people jumping and excited about this, or are we Mitch and I kind of like just like Mitch? Jody's the best, you know, publicist in the she's world. Awesome. And yep. she's getting interviews, you know, left and right, and it's great. And I get to talk to you guys and meet cool people, and it's just you know really cool. And uh, you know, if you would have told me two years ago or even a year ago that I'd be doing interviews and writing albums on stuff, you know, I think you're crazy. So you know, I just like to say Red Voodoo is super thankful for where we're at, and you know, very happy we yeah. could do this. Well, dude, you're 18 and you got a big album coming up, produced by one of the greatest guitarists of the 80s. At 18, yeah. I was pumping gas and beating off at home. So, <laughs> no. Okay. Speaking good. of which, if your if your publicist says anything about a webcam, just walk away. Yeah, walk away. Jeremy gets that. <laughs> oh, yeah, publishers to stay away from those. Yes, just just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. But, but that's an inside joke. But anyway, uh, oh man, um, this is awesome, man. It was really cool to meet you and chat. I don't think this is going to be the last time. So, oh, no, not at all, man. For sure, not at all. So, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the road. That's that's what we need. We need live shows and. And we need live bands that can actually deliver 90 minutes without, you know, throwing out their back. So I'm looking right. forward to it. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Shit. What are you doing like uh, on your spare time, like sitting at home? Like, do you have a, like a day job? Are you flipping burgers or are you like? Oh man, I'm not flipping burgers or nothing. You know, I'm just, you know, I, I go up actually up the hill to, to Frank's house and it's cool because we have this trade. So for him to do all the studio work and all the producing all the time, you know, none of us, none of us guys have money in Red Voodoo. You're so, doing uh, gardening, aren't you? That's right. Yeah. He has, he has, we work with the horses, dude. He has like six horses out there on his ranch and we pick up the horse shit and, uh, you know, just, just kind of help out, you know, it's a, it's a really cool trade. So I'm up there like every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And, uh, after our call going to practice, we're already writing the second album. Nice. Hey man, you got nothing but time on your hands, you know? Hey, put out a, put out a double album as the first album. Make a, make a fucking statement. Just go fuck it. You get a you get a fucking gatefold for your first album. Yeah, I can hear the commercial already. Red Voodoo double LP available exclusively at Target. Like, right. <laughs> you know, there you go. <laughs> See, oh, that'll keep Jody game. busy. Yeah, that'll keep Jody definitely busy. Double album, <laughs> double album. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you know, well, dude, this is great, man. We'll wrap it up really quickly, but uh, you know, you've said it all. This is great, so we'll do it again. Best of luck with the music. Anything else you want to get out there? To, uh, got a message for the fans or new fans that are watching this and hearing you for the first time? Well, you know, we're just we're just a young band that wants to bring rock and roll back, and we're gonna have a party doing it. So that's what it's all about. Yep, I'm all for that. I think we're gonna have well, the best time ever. You guys need to come up to Montreal, and uh, we'll have a party. Oh yeah, for sure, my friend. <laughs> all right, dude. Let's talk soon, and best of luck. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Mitch. You guys cheers, take care. Thank you. You absolutely. Right. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, man. There you go.